when speaking about meditation often one feels that the language is not appropriated the language is done for some type of purpose and it seems that it imposes on some limitation when one is speaking about meditation suddenly one has to deal with the limitation that language is imposing by its expression and that of course not only for English or French but it would be the same with any type of oriental language language is done for discrimination, separation and when in meditation we try to deal with completeness with wholeness then the language at this time seems to be not appropriated here to speak that what we need to use and we have to deal with or face the limitation of the difficulties or confusion that language may bring into the communication in our life we experience sometimes pleasant or good feeling, good experiences that we like to keep, that we like to meet again and sometimes we encounter difficult situations painful experiences or feelings that we like to get rid of our life usually is the unfolding of those experiences good one and not so good and we are dealing with that good experiences, bad experiences we may see the quality of our lives from this point of view and when at time in our life we rather go through nice experiences then we are we have the feeling that we are doing quite nicely we are doing quite fine because we are quite happy at such a time it seems that we have much more pleasant experiences we are satisfied and then we believe that we at this time are dealing in a proper way with our lives at some other time on the contrary we may be experiencing difficulties, sadness, pain, illness and then at this time we are not so happy we may have the sense that we are not dealing so well with our life I'm not doing so well since a few weeks, months or even longer because what I'm experiencing is difficulties one may try to find solutions in many ways improving our material situation trying to get wealth friends, partners, family, cars, house or whatever one may try to find solutions to improve or to get into a different kind of balance with much more of the happiness type and much less of the frustration type 
after maybe having tried many means, someday one may wonder why not trying meditation. Seems that there are difficulties and wealth or whatever does not seem to bring so much happiness or the happiness I was looking for. Therefore, maybe meditation would be much better, much more efficient. Maybe through meditation I would find peace and happiness. Therefore, in this battle, trying to improve the pleasing sensation and to get rid of difficult situations, then one may try to find a new tool, and that is the practice of meditation. So we may wonder, can meditation help us in this field and try to reverse the balance or improve it that we may or that we will experience much more of the first kind happiness and much less of the difficulties. If we see our life, we may notice that we constantly are looking for something. Whatever those things that we are looking for may be, there may be again material situation, a better job, or whatever, we are constantly looking for something. Sometimes those things that we are looking for are very small, yet it is very rare that we are not looking for something. And if we are looking for something, it means that something is lacking. It would not make sense to be looking for something if nothing was lacking. So in our life, we are driven by this sense of something is lacking and trying to fulfill this part where something is lacking. If something is lacking, it means that we don't feel that we are complete, that we are whole, or that we are fulfilled. And this sense that something somewhere is lacking, there is no sense of completeness, of totality. And this part which is missing is what leads us to do many actions, to try to get or to feel what is unfulfilled, but it is also the sense of something missing which leads us to meditation. So we may try to fulfill what is lacking through secular means, success, fame, wealth or whatever, or through a spiritual path, either by discovering a meditation technique or seeking meditation experiences. Experience is much more subtle, much more pleasing than the experiences of ordinary life. But that which is lacking and that we sense so deeply, it is not something that can be in excess at other times. It's not like maybe uh, the force of its code that I have, that I have lost. This is not really lacking, because maybe I only need one. So what is lacking is not something which is superficial or that which can be next sense. It's not my second car or my second home. That which is lacking is much more essential than that. 
what is lacking is a part of oneself and this part of oneself which is lacking obviously is not possible for us to find it outside of ourselves neither in situation nor in people we cannot forget about it and say well it doesn't matter if we speak about this fifth code that I have lost I can forget about it and forget I had one but this part which is missing within ourselves which is lacking we never forget about it because constantly we keep on desiring something although we don't express in this way saying oh I feel something is lacking then I try to fulfill that we may by our object of desire the orientation of our desire try to find satisfaction try to find actually fulfillment yet not being aware that through even outer experiences objects what we are really looking for is appeasing this sense of something is lacking so we may keep on going on in our life always trying new situations and never succeed in feeling what is lacking an Indian Swami said that the fact that we always keep on desiring and when we even get what we desire the satisfaction is not so great is not as we expected but still next time we are again we desire something else he said that it is because we have the sense that the sense of completeness totality is really at hand and that's something that can be experience so the certainty of that push us to desire again and again and again although we are not so successful in the way we are desiring and getting satisfaction yet we know deeply within ourselves that the sense of totality or completeness is something that is at hand although we don't know exactly where to look for that so what is lacking is not of a kind of having that we could possess something more and by the possession of that something more suddenly this sense of lacking will be fulfilled neither material nor emotional say I add a little bit more of love or whatever that will be fulfilled it's not a kind of experience it's either pleasant or unpleasant that may appear and disappear we don't express that in this sense I am lacking a sense of fulfill a fulfillment yet looking for pleasant situation what is lacking is not of the kind of having what is lacking is of the kind of being a sense of not being complete therefore it has not to be looked for in having but it has to be looked for in having not the way of not the way of being of a cup or of a book like object or other no something different a way of being which is awareness which is being more present mean completely being completely and fully present so we may wonder see if there is a sense of unfulfillment because a lack of being or a lack of awareness what is the expression of this lack of awareness what is the expression of this lack of presence or being in a sense 
where can I be if I am not here? Certainly not somewhere else. So how to understand this lack of being if, if what is lacking cannot be somewhere else? Obviously, the part of being lacking cannot be in the dining hall or in the kitchen or wherever. So where is this part of being which is lacking? That I could find it and therefore experience a sense of completeness. What is the missing part of awareness, or if you wish, the unaware part of ourselves? The part of unawareness of confusion. Within our experience, sometimes, or for most of us, most of the time, there is some element of confusion, and confusion means to be mixed with. When the mind is confused, it means the mind is mixed with. And what is the mind mixed with when it's confused? It is mixed with the experience. When the mind is lost in the experience, at this time there is no sense of presence of awareness. We may explore how one can be lost in the experience. Let's take the example of the moon. Sometimes we see the moon or half moon and we may believe that a part of the moon is missing. But obviously the moon has no part missing, that the month the moon gets smaller and smaller and then it grows every month and, uh, and then decrease every month. What we see, of course, change, but the moon is always a sphere. In a sense, our awareness is the same. Uh, our awareness does not decrease, but through the shadow of some confusion with experiences, we experience our being as being fragmented, limited. When we are holding on to some experiences that are arising in our mind, in ourselves, any experience is always limited. Whatever it may be, it may be a thought, it may be an emotion, it may be a perception, all those are limited. It's limited by, exactly by the contrary of it. If I have an emotion, if I am sad, for example, then obviously at this time I am not happy or whatever. So any type of experience, when I am clinging to the experience, is a limitation. Sadness, happiness, anger, jealousy, or whatever. Even compassion and love. This is a limitation. When I'm, I am holding to the experience, I am therefore, by that, bringing a limitation. When I am concerned by the contents of my experiences, sadness, happiness, love, anger, at this time, through this confusion, I am limiting myself. This is like 
the shadow of the earth being cast over the moon. This is the shadow of clinging to the experience which is brought into awareness. Any kind of consideration, any kind of interest with the experience themselves is a limitation. As long as I am concerned with happiness or sadness, anger or love, I would be fragmented and limited. So if I come to the meditation with this objective in mind, in life I am not so successful, or I am quite successful in bringing more happiness than suffering, yet I'm going to go for meditation because I will be even more efficient to bring more happiness and less suffering. One is just bringing the same type of fragmentation in the meditation. And hopefully one may bring a little bit more happiness, a little bit less suffering, but by no way one would experience a sense of completeness and totality. Which means at this time, it's like if you use an airplane for picnicking, not for, not for flying. It is a misuse of meditation, just to increase a little bit one's happiness, one's well-being, yet being still in a fragmented world. Any interest with the contents of our experiences is a perpetuation of confusion and is a limitation. In meditation, if we are dealing with or trying to manipulate our experiences, trying to select or choose our experiences, it means that we are exactly perpetuating the attitude that we have in daily life, which is this attitude which is bringing a sense of unfulfillment. If we bring this attitude within our meditation, no doubt it is not possible to develop the sense of totality. It is something, an attitude completely new which is required in our practice not so much to be concerned with what is just changing, not to be concerned with those experiences, pleasant or unpleasant, but rather to rest into the awareness which can experience happiness or sadness. And this awareness has no characteristic. Any characteristic of sadness, happiness, anger, love, those are just contents of awareness. They are just reflections which are appearing in our mind, in ourselves. They are not characteristic of awareness. That may be quite easy to understand, sadness, happiness, love, anger. This is not the characteristic of awareness. The sense of limitation, this is also just a notion appearing in the, in the mind, in awareness. 
any sense of limitation is just another notion appearing in the mind. It's not a characteristic of awareness. Awareness has no characteristic at all. It's clear, potentiality of knowing whatever appears, but is not what is known. Therefore, in awareness, no limitation, there is no center, no limitation, no up and down, front and back. All those will just be notions that one may try to hold on. If within the experience, when they arise, one does not try to push them away, as one may sometimes imagine one should do, if I want to know the nature of my mind, therefore my mind should be empty. Whenever something is arising, I will try to push it away. Because to see my mind, or to understand my mind, whatever misleading language one may use, if I want to get rid of all the contents, this is to bring importance to the experiences themselves. This is to believe that all those experiences pleasing, unpleasing, love, sadness, or whatever, this is believing that those experiences have the power to transform, to hinder awareness. And they don't have any power to hinder awareness. Awareness has no characteristic which could be hindered by sadness, happiness, love, or anger. Any attempt to improve on our meditation, to keep on what's happening, it's still dealing only with the form. It's still dealing with what is appearing and disappearing. Therefore, it is to keep on being confused. It's the practice of confusion, not the practice of being, not the practice of awareness. If we speak about, as I've spoken so far in a positive sense, about completeness, one may wonder if I feel complete, or the totality of my being, what is the dimension of that? How big is that? How big is the totality of my being? How big is my completeness? One may wonder, of course, the totality of my being, or if I experience a sense of fulfillment. This has no limitation. There is nothing outside of it. If there were something outside of it, it will not be a sense of fulfillment. It will not be a sense of totality or completeness. One may always wonder or wish for that which would be outside of this. Totality which would have some dimension. Again, dimension will just be another type of experience, another notion that one would just cling to, hold on to. Now, it is very important when we speak about awareness that it has no center, that it has no limitation. Nothing is outside of it. And to say something is inside of it will not be meaningful since nothing can be outside of it. 
that has not to be confused with some mental state, maybe of a very young child or maybe of some people going through difficult times, mental, having mental difficulties, where people will feel that they are everything. I was reading a journal of a dancer, Nijensky, beautiful dancer, and at the end of his life he was mentally ill. And the, in the foreword of his journal, the person wrote that he really was a mystic because he felt that he was everything. He felt he was a tree, he was a bird when he was here, or elephant. And that for the um, commentator was a sign that he was a true mystic. And this kind of confusion is, of course, very dangerous. When we understand, if through confusion one will not be able to or one would confuse all the contents of one's mind, the trees, the mountains, the rivers and animals, one would confuse that and believe that one is everything. Then there will be no sense of limitation. There will be a very, very strong confusion. And obviously is not what we are aiming at in meditation. If some of you are willing to be the trees and the mountains, uh, I think that's not the proper practice. And this is very important because one reads sometimes this kind of reflection. Other people well-intentioned start to want everybody to be mystics whenever they are in the deeper state of confusion or what they will do when there is a description of the quality of awareness which is limitless then they will immediately reduce that state to the state of confusion of somebody who is mentally disturbed. No, there is no danger in our practice to fall into that trap because one does not try to identify with all the contents, rather one just rests in the awareness itself, in the quality of the mind, this quality of knowing, which has no characteristic of its own. Within that, there is no danger to be confused and start to believe one is a tree, or whatever. One may understand for the few words I have said that in the meditation whatever is happening has no importance whatsoever. It is not what is happening which is important. Sadness, happiness, thoughts or absence of thoughts, that does not matter. If that did matter, it means that we will need to build up our meditation like some architect and trying to hold on to some kind of experience if we needed to build up some experiences. That would be very fragile. That would be very depending on the situation. I have spoken about completeness, fulfillment, which is one positive aspect, which has its limitation also, we could speak also of freedom. And therefore, freedom could not be an ultimate freedom if it was depending on the type of experience we are having. If freedom that may be looked for in meditation would be depending in the absence of thoughts, for example, that would be a very limited freedom. That one, I would feel free only when there is no thought arising. 
and that would be a belief that those thoughts have some kind of existence, concrete existence, which could hinder my freedom. It is giving to the thoughts some power which they don't have, if we don't give them this power. Sometimes one may see the practice of meditation as a way not to be too much involved, to be at some distance, therefore not to be overpowered by emotion. One starts to be skillful in bringing proper way of thinking, for example thinking about death, helping not to be too much involved into a difficult situation. And of course meditation on death and another subject to help to cool the mind are often taught. One aspect of the practice to help to bring a proper situation for the practice, but ultimately they are not the essence of the practice. One may believe that by keeping at some distance from the experience, then I am less involved, therefore much less taken by strong emotions. I keep some distance, then I'm not so upset anymore. So a good meditator will be a person who can be at some distance and therefore being cool, being then or whatever, not disturbed by the situation. Other people would be less skillful in that, therefore they will be taken by anger, by desire, by jealousy or whatever. So one may wonder if meditation is this, being able to be at some distance from the experience, as a way not to be just so much identified with the experiences, that one would be lost in anger, jealousy. Usually one is more easily lost in negative thought, but it may be also our emotions, it may be also lost in some kind of happiness. So one may wonder if there are any other possibilities rather than just being at some distance, not to feel, not to live one's life, or to be completely so much taken in one's emotions, thought that one is over, or carried over by the emotions. So what will be the proper way to meditate? Is it to be at some distance, or is it on the contrary to have no distance and just be completely with hatred, anger, love, or whatever? what would be our proper position when we are meditating. If we stay at some distance, not touched by the experiences, we are not dealing with our life. We are like dealing with the life of somebody else that we are looking at some distance. Of course in that, there is no way there will be ever any sense of completeness totality and oneness. One would always feel disconnected with one's own experiences, one's own life. 
maybe one will not be too much disturbed by some emotions, but one will not also feel completely connected and fully alive. On the other hand, if one is completely lost in the emotions, then one would have no freedom, because one will just react on anger, hatred, jealousy, desire or whatever. Distance does not help. No distance doesn't seem to help either. So we wonder what could be done if there is no way to be at some distance and to have no distance doesn't work either. We may wonder then what is our position as a meditator. Where do we stand? Certainly not at some distance, no doubt. Now when we may be connected with the experiences, emotions, if we are identifying or confusing awareness with the emotions, at this time those emotions we are carried away by the energy of the emotion, by the contents of the emotions. We have no freedom at this time. But if we don't connect with the contents of the emotion, with the energy of the emotion, but we connect with the light of the emotion, so to speak, therefore with the awareness, which is in what emotion is taking shape, there is no distance, and the emotions are not carrying us away, and there is freedom. In any experience, it is for us to stay connected with the present, with awareness, not being misled, seduced, either positively or negatively, by the aspect of the emotion. In any emotion, it is just our mind, our awareness, taking a shape, so to speak. But the, the essence is awareness. And if we just rest in this essence of awareness, it doesn't matter whatever the emotion is. It doesn't matter at all. In this resting in awareness, there is freedom. There is a sense of fulfillment, of totality. So nothing at a distance, being resting in the experiences but not seduced by the contents of the experience but resting in the clarity of the experience which is awareness through that the sense of fulfillment totality may arise through that the sense of freedom may arise and this is never absent is not that Awareness is somewhere else. It is only our way of dealing with or referring to we are so much fascinated by the contents that we cannot rest with the luminosity of the experience. We believe that when the experience is arising that our happiness is depending on that. 
we believe that the sense of completeness is depending on that, but it's not. So if something is difficult is arising, we believe that the sense of unfulfillment is, is because of that. Therefore we are dealing with that. Some sense of pleasing experience arise, we cling to that. We believe that has some kind of ultimate value, which is not true. For that we need to keep the mind open and to rest whatever the experience is, not to be seduced by small difficulties or big difficulties or by small gain. Only at such a time can we really be connected, so to speak, there is nobody to be connected with awareness, but only awareness at this time can be experienced in its clarity, in its fullness. So strangely enough, in our meditation there is nothing to be done. But to be aware of the tendency to try to do something, the tendency to push away, the tendency to try to bring some experience, all that which is still bringing more confusion. Slowly, the trust may arise that if one doesn't do anything, but can just rest in the awareness of the experience, nothing is lacking, nothing whatever, and nothing was ever lacking. And that is to be experienced by each one of us. Not because something is missing that we'll find somewhere, just because we are not confused or misled about this missing part which is completely here like the part of the moon that we may believe is missing so tomorrow I will give a few indications for the meditation on the nature of the mind but it may appear from what I said here that technically there is not much to be said since there is not much to be done. Yet we may, beginning of every sitting, again, develop the sense of trust that nothing needs to be done, and to be remembered that nothing needs to be done. And by the development of this trust, one may experience awareness and the fullness of one's being. I will at other time also give indication about the meditation on compassion, which there are some techniques, many aspects, in a sense much more easy to handle, not always much more easy, but sometimes much, sometimes more easy to handle. And we also have time give that when we'll be when we'll be meditating on compassion. The structure of a retreat usually has some kind of setup to help us and to protect us that are practice may go along very well with not too much unnecessary input which will need more attention from our part and for that we follow a set of rules which here are given by the house and we keep silent and that is very important for those of you who have already done some retreat you know how important it is if we were to do a retreat with speaking, we'll immediately 
see how much difficulty the brain will start in discussion while eating and then you come in the meditation hall and you remember, oh, I should have answered that when she said or he said that and for one or for 45 minutes one will just keep on uh, finishing the conversation. So it is very important to keep silence for oneself and for others. It's such a beautiful space to share together the space of silence and very rare. So please be respectful of that aspect for yourself and for others, as a gift for others. When starting a, a meditation, we may start by taking refuge. Those who wish, or you may formulate, if you have other tradition, Christian or other tradition, you may formulate within your own tradition. But one may be sitting for 45 minutes, and sometimes, for some of us, it may just be a lot of thoughts. And one may wonder what is the difference if I am sitting here thinking, uh, and if I am in the train thinking for 45 minutes, what does make here meditation practice and what does not make it in the train if I'm just looking through the window and thinking. The context that we are bringing to our practice, like taking refuge or whatever small prayers you want to do at the beginning, brings the context and the intention of our practice. And that's very important. Whenever we are sitting with this motivation of spiritual quest of spiritual development and unfoundment, that is very important. This practice will be a practice of meditation. This means that it will also unfold naturally. So take the refuge, I will tell you how. I usually do it, but you may do it in any other way, other language or other tradition, a very short prayer that this time we are going to sit together will be a time for a deepening spiritual power. And also at the end I will mention the sharing of merit, that we don't, we are not only concerned with ourselves, only with my peace, with my freedom, my fulfillment or whatever, but really we open that also to all. all being. That will be the two parts, starting with virtue and motivation and ending our practice with dedication of merit. And this is holding our practice to be a spiritual practice, even if sometimes, for some of us, it may have been a time of distraction, it doesn't matter. This is, make it a spiritual practice. So we may just sit a few minutes in silence together and tomorrow morning I'll start with uh, clear instructions and you may just sit and, and feel the way you are seated. Tonight I want to speak about compassion.